All right, it's a little chilly outside, but it's still Friday after 5 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's time for Ask the Preacher, the weekly program where you can have your Bible questions answered. It's brought to you by Believers Fellowship in North Lakeland. Your host, John Freed. He's out today. Sitting in is Jonathan Alagato. Hey there, Lakeland. Good to be with you. So, so honored to have your ears for an hour this Friday evening. Uh, we just want to say, first of all, uh, thank you to Pastor John for giving me, uh, trusting in me enough to sit here with the microphone and talk to you guys. So, shout out to him. Well, I want to talk to you guys tonight uh, concerning a couple things. One of the main things that I'd like to speak about is fear, and uh, there's a whole fear element in society today and, you know, underlying tones of, of discouragement and depression and hopelessness and all this stuff, and I just felt a, a burden and I was talking to the Lord about it, and He reminded me that the, an- the antidote for fear is, is God's word and trusting that he will be faithful to accomplish everything he said to do in his word. Um, in, in Numbers 23, it says, is, is God, God is not a man that he should lie. Has he not said and will he not do? Praise God for that because with all the fear out there today, you know, you can't trust in the government. You can't trust in other people sometimes. You just wonder, man, What is solid? What can I do to have some security and some consistency and some stability in my life and not feel like I'm being tossed around all the time? Well, I'm here to tell you, my friend, if you don't know yet, God is faithful to his word and he is so, so merciful and true all the time. So if you have your Bibles tonight, I know some of you guys might be driving, but you can listen along. I'd like to bring you to a couple places in in the word where God shows us and, and tells us about, you know, what happens when you're obedient because it, it strikes a boldness in you because you see God move time and time again. And then when you come to certain situations in life, well, every situation in life, for that matter, that would seem to want to hold you down or rock you, you can run back to the faithfulness and the rock that is His Word. Before I read these scriptures, I want to invite you guys. We have the, the great honor of having Rick Green in Polk County to, uh, this week. So tomorrow, January 29th at 11, starting at 11 and going to 5 at Medulla Baptist Church in Lakeland at 3930 Old Road 37. Come on out. This guy, uh, if you don't know Rick Green, he runs with David Barton and those guys. Um, really, really, really uh, knowledgeable in, in, in constitution and biblical citizenship. So you know, if you're a patriot and you just, you know, love your country, come on out and just be with us. So, praise God. These first readings will be from Joshua chapter 1. Um, we'll probably start in verse 6. Let's do there. He says, Be strong and of good courage, for this people to you shall, for you shall divide the people an inheritance of the land that I swore to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do all that is according to the law which I gave my servant Moses. Now, let me set the little backlog here. Joshua is now the lead man because Moses is gone. And Joshua, God is saying, you're going to be the one to bring him into the land of promise. So he's telling him the secret formula to, to walk out 
the plan of God for your life. I mean, in, in two or three verses here, the Lord simply just lays it out. He says in verse 7 again, Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Don't turn from it from the right or to the left, and then you'll prosper wherever you go. Now, I told him to be strong and courageous. And, and when I read this scripture, my, one of my questions is, well, what is the source of this courage? If, if the Lord's telling us to be courageous and to be strong, we know that in ourselves you, you can't. And if you don't know that, if you don't know that you can't do it yourself, I just want to tell you right now, friend, um, that Jesus can. And if you don't, if you don't know him, personally, I just want to tell you, when, when life weighs all these things on you, you can't do this yourself. It's only through the Lord Jesus Christ and His grace and His mercy and a one-on-one relationship with Him. You know, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And in John 15, He talks about abiding in Him. And if you're not abiding in Him, then, then that's why life seems so hard is because you're trying to do it all by yourself when you were never created to do that. You weren't created to wake up and try to hold all this stuff by yourself. God is for you more than anybody that you've ever known. He loves you. So I just want to encourage you. Whoever that's for, I just want to encourage you to lift your head. Lift up your head and know your value, and it's in Jesus Christ. Uh, he didn't go to the cross to, to, to tell you that you're a sinner and that you're, that you're unworthy. He went to the cross to remove your sin, not to expose your sin. He went to the cross to expose who you are and the truth of, of the value that you hold to the Father. I mean, my goodness, it was the Father's goodwill to put Jesus on the cross to restore you back. Um, I, was, I heard a young man give an example. You know, if, if God is a loving God, then why does he send people to hell? And, and the young man gave the illustration of uh, God doesn't send people to hell. He made a way out of hell. And it says like this, if you were on a boat, and it, it was going down in the middle of the ocean. Um, it's going down. There's no other choice. I mean, you're there. You're going to drown by default. And a lifeboat comes by and has, says, hey, you can get in the boat if you want to. And you reject the boat, then you automatically, you know, you automatically drown. So what, what Jesus Christ is, and it's so funny because when, when the Lord flooded the earth— Jesus Christ was represented in that ark. Noah and his family went into the ark to, to, to escape the judgment. That's a side note, but it matches here because the boat and the ark, you get it? Huh? So I just want to tell you, he loves you and look unto him. He, he's faithful to his word and he'll change your life. In verse 8, Joshua 1, 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do all that is according in it. Then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. You see that? You see the benefit of trusting in God's Word. Even when times get scary or they seem, seem desperate, you stick to God's Word, and you, and you take it down to the wire, and He proves Himself. Every time, every time, you can build your, your, you know, a life on the consistency of His Word. Um, in Matthew chapter, chapter 7 and verse 24, this is Jesus talking. He says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. 
And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Well, I was talking with Pastor John one day about these verses and, and, and about a pre- message he preached. And, he, and everybody knows, you know, when Jesus said that, he's talking about the Word. Well, yes, of course. But Pastor John cut it up a little bit more and inspected it. He says, well, the Word, yeah, but you have to be obedient to the Word in order for it to work. And, and he, he come up, that rock that you build on is obedience to God's Word. If, if you want to see God's Word work in your life, you got to work God's word. You know, it's just not going to fall on you like ripe cherries off a tree. You got to press it. You got to push it. You got to put it to action, even when it seems scary. Uh, there's nothing that pleases God more and, and brings a smile to his face when, when, when people look at what he says in his word and they look at the situations in their life and in, and in the world and they, they choose God. They choose to stand on his word regardless of of what they see, hear, taste, touch, feel, or smell, or think. And and they allow God's Word, speaking of think, they allow God's Word to renew their mind by reading on it and meditating it. Remember what he told Joshua, meditate on it day and night. Continually think about it. Read it. Memorize it. Chew on it. And it gets in you, and then, you know, you build a relationship. So... Well, praise God. I'm so glad to be with you. We're up against a break here. Come on back. Right, right now, let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher. Brought to you by Believer's Fellowship. They're located in North Lakeland on North Socrum Loop Road. Your host is John Freed, who is off today, sitting in Jonathan Alagato. Hey out there, Lakeland. Good to be back with you guys. For the, those of you who have just tuned in, welcome, welcome. We're talking about fear today and what we can do to be set free from fear and what can we rely on. But before we get back to our conversation, I'd like again to remind everybody out there tomorrow at 11 o'clock, starting at 11, going to 5 at Medulla Baptist Church, Rick Green with Patriot Academy um, runs with David Barton. Those of you who know him, man, you, you know how good he is. You know what he knows and how, how versed he is in constitutional things. Praise God. So that's, again, tomorrow at 11 a.m., going to 5 at Medulla Baptist Church, 3930 Old Road 37. Praise God. Very, very uh, excited about that. Welcoming Whip Green, Rick Green to Lakeland, Polk County. Praise God. So back to the conversation we were having about this thing called fear and uh, what we can do to kick it in the teeth and get it away from us and be set free from this thing. Um, I just want to encourage you, we were never created, mankind as a whole, and especially those of us who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. um, We were never designed to walk in fear. It's only when we got in the way did fear become. um, We see that in the garden. Adam walked in full, you know, assurance of his relationship with God and his right standing before God. I mean, but then when disobedience comes in, you know, when disobedience steps in the way, then we see fear step on the scene for the first time uh, to man. And it's because it, it breaks relationship. Um, if you look that word up, dis- oh, disobedience, it really means disbelief. Um, so it's just... And we get in the way, and now we were created to 
you know, be love, but now we're in need of love because we're afraid and we're, we're self-conscious and all this stuff. So I want to encourage you again, God's word is the antidote. If we can get to God's word and trust in what he says and trust in what he, what he does time and time again, then, then that fear will leave. Um, these verses we're reading in Joshua, in three verses, he tells them three times to be, to be courageous and to be strong. So in verse 8 again, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do all that is according in it. For then you will make your own way prosperous, and you will have good success. Uh, I highlighted in my Bible right here, it says, Meditate in it day and night. Uh, continue, continue. So, you know, that means continue to do it. Uh, we have a caller on the line. James. Hey, out there, James. How you doing, buddy? How you doing? Best day of my life, man. Thank you for asking. Uh, what can I do for you? Uh, in this situation, we're talking about the, you know, the topic of fear. I want to propose to your audience a scenario, a situation you might consider. Of okay. We're worried about the virus that has, people don't realize that this virus has, before the virus even happened, we were not afraid. Right. Yet, this virus has been going on since 19, the 50s. Yes. So it's just a variant. That's right. Yet, we are still afraid because we have been taught to be afraid. Now, let's put this in a different scenario about believing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do you believe Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? It's a choice. You have a choice to be afraid mm -hmm. or not. You have a choice to accepting Jesus or not. Right. But the reason why people don't want to sometimes accept that Jesus is because they're going to lose that feeling that they have of the control of sinning. And it is. We're all sinners already. Right. We were born that way, like the man Correct. in the boat. You're going to drown anyways. Correct. Jesus That's just came to simply... Uh, renew our nature. Uh, it talks about that in Ephesians. So n no longer are we sinners by nature, but now he's put a new nature in us, a new heart. Right. So I'm just trying to give your audience a little point saying, why should you fear about something that's already been here? Yes. It's just been promoted to be saying that now you have to fear it. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank, you. My call. Thank you, James. Thank you. And to that point, um, Jesus, talking to the disciples one time, walking through Jerusalem, he tells them to be careful what you behold. Be careful what you focus on, what you continually listen to, what you continually uh, think about and watch uh, has a big, big, big deal, big deal on, on the fruit of your life. Um, the eyes the, the mouth, the ears, these are all uh, um, tunnels, so to speak, in ways and out ways. Um, so remember, what are you listening to? What is the fruit of that thing? What are you meditating on? You know, because this whole fear campaign, uh, like Brother James was saying, if you constantly are listening to fear and listening to doubt and listening to worry, your life is going to, that is going to be the fruit of your life. That's just the way it works. I don't know how. God designed it that way. Praise God. Because in, if I don't f look at the fear and stay focused on the fear, and I look at God's Word and how faithful He's been time and time again since time began to people who would trust Him and move in life according to the Scriptures, He, he has given us the outroad. 
Um, in John chapter 8, he says, if you remain in my word, then you'll be my disciples and the truth will set you free. Free from what? Free from self, free from fear. So remember, in these verses in Joshua, he tells them, be courageous. Why? Because he knows, he knows, he says he knows we are but flesh. He knows that in order to, to enact God's word, you're going to need some help. And he's encouraging Joshua, hey, come on, you can do this. Be strong. In verse 9, he says, haven't I commanded you to be strong and good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. And this is the why. Why, God? Why? Why? And he says right here, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, God is with you. See, you're not in this alone when you're with the Lord. Um, then we talked about Jesus talking to the disciples again, giving the parable of the, of the man, two men that built their house on, on different things. One built it on rock, one built it on sand. And we discovered that the rock is the word of God. But more than that, it's the obedience to that word. Um, if I open the instructions to put together a bicycle and I just look at the instructions and I don't get my hands to the bicycle, the bicycle will never be written. It'll never be there. That's what the, the word of God is. Uh, David said, your, your, your word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. Um, it is the, the guiding light for your life. I'm telling you guys, I, I, was, I got born again at 24. And before that, I was doing my own thing according to what I wanted to do and what I thought was right. And I never thought about being a Christian, but I've discovered that God is faithful to his word. And, and when you would reverence him enough and, and respect him enough and love him enough to say, you know what, Lord, you, you are not going to fail me. And I trust that. So I'm going to take it down to the wire and I'm going to believe what you say, Jesus. I'm going to believe what you say, Father. I'm telling you guys, he'll come through for you every single time. When we come back after break, we're not going to break now, but when we come back, I want to talk to you about remaining in that word. As it says in James, to remain in the word. And you'll see what, what James discovers here and what we look at and say, man, God is faithful every single time. Lakeland, I love you. we got these pesky breaks up against us. I want to remind you, Rick Green tomorrow, Medulla Baptist Church. Come on out, guys. We'll be right back. Let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, your weekly opportunity to have your Bible questions answered. It's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship. John Freed is your host. He's off today. Sitting in is Jonathan Alagato. Hey out there, Lakeland. Welcome back. Welcome back. Just want to say again, thanks to Pastor John. I love the man dearly. If he's listening, I love you, man. Care about you a lot. So let's get back to what we're conversating about today and that's fear and you know how do we get out of fear and how do we get this from the forefront of our mind and and relax and have peace in our lives and we've 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 uncovered that it's through the word of god it's through god's word and trusting in his word through relationship with him and experiential uh, uh conversation and prayer and worship and getting to know him one-on-one that you realize how faithful he is and We've wandered our way to the book of James, uh, the first chapter in the 22nd verse. James talks here about staying in the word and, and the problems that arise is when we know what to do, uh, but we don't do it. 
uh, Keith Moore says, don't make the deadly mistake of thinking that just because you know something that you're acting on it. Man, that is so powerful. Right? Don't think that just because you know something that you're doing it. Uh, James puts it like this. Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Now, deceive means to trick. And he tells us right here, nobody deceived us. The devil didn't do it. Our friends didn't do it. Uh, uh, somebody else didn't lie to us and do it. We deceived ourselves. We made a deadly mistake of think that just because we know something that we're doing it. Verse 23 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. He observes himself and then he immediately forgets who he is because he looked away from the word. You know, he was, he was, he's seen what to do and he left. Verse 25 says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues, that is a big word right there, he continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer of the word, but he is blessed in all that he does. There is a remaining and an abiding that is to do in the word of God. You know, here's, the, here's three basic things that every Christian needs every day. Worship, prayer, and the Bible. Those three things are how we edify ourselves and keep ourselves strong in the Lord and, and maintain our focus on the kingdom and receive our joy. I just want to tell you right now... Um, if, if we're as Christians and we need to have joy, our joy should be full. You know, if, if our joy gauge is a little empty, we need to we need to pull over and do a check. Like, what's going on in, in my relationship with the Lord? Because remember, all through the Bible, it talks about the joy of our salvation. We should have a smile on our face, a twinkle in our eye. Even when stuff's not going all that great, that's not the case because... When we are, are circumstantially changed, you know, by our surroundings, then what we've done is we've put our trust in, is my day going good, or, or am I doing okay, or how do they talk to me, or what they do to me? But that's not, what we've done is when we exalt that, we take Jesus out of that place, and we exalt life and circumstance, and we make them the Lord of our life, instead of putting Him in His rightful place on the throne, because I'll tell you something I heard this just comes to mind real quick while I'm talking about Jesus as Lord. Maddie Freed, which is Pastor John's mom, man, she said something one time in a, in a just a little two-minute thing she said, and it was so powerful. She said, Jesus Christ is the Savior of the whole world. That's what he did. But in order for him to become Lord, that's what you make him in your own life because he is Lord, true, truly and ever. He is Lord, but is he Lord in your life? You know, are the, are the God's word is going to work regardless. The question is, are you going to be the beneficiary of his word? God's word is going to accomplish what he, what he set it forth to do. The question again is, will you be the one to see the goodness of God by trusting in his word? You know? In, the, in this hour of our culture and everything like that, I'm telling you, you need to have a rock to build your life on because when you try to walk through this stuff by yourself, you're going to get frustrated, stressed out, and you're going to live below your purpose. You can never find you know, your true purpose outside of God, outside of Jesus Christ. He shows you your value. 
you know, nobody pays more for something than it's worth. That's one thing that I truly believe. Nobody's going to pay more for something than it's worth. And God is the ultimate of that. He paid. He put Jesus on the cross. Jesus went willingly to the cross to save each and every one of us. The question is, will we accept it? Will we grab onto that lifeboat? And then, then after we're born again, here's where the disconnect is sometimes. People get born again and think that, okay, you know, easy peasy, my life's set. No, this is a fight to faith. Remember what Timothy said, lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold of it, grab it, and put it to use. Um, God's word is, is, is dynamic and powerful and alive, but you have to pick it up. You have to you know, open the pages and read it. And then while you're reading it, ask yourself, Holy Spirit, help me apply this in my life. I want to do this. I want to see the fruit of your word in my life. And you will, my friend. You'll, you'll see your, 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 your bubbliness and your charisma pick up and your, your, your happiness and your outlook and your perspective. One thing that, that Jesus came to do was change your perspective, change the why behind you getting up in the morning. You know, is it, is it to wake up and go to work and get the day over with and then do it again? Man, I don't know about you guys, but I think God created us for way more than that. And the scriptures say so. You're created for great things, for purpose, for a time like this. You're not an accident. You have value, and you've got more inside of you than you know. And if you would choose to just walk it out day by day, minute by minute, choose to look at God's Word and say, you know what, man? The people in the world say that this whole craziness is going on, this whole virus. But I see in the Scriptures God's true faithful hand time and time again. And Jesus gave his body so that I could be healed. And I'm not even going to focus on all the fear stuff. I'm going to focus on what God has done through his son, Jesus Christ. And when I put my heart on that and I focus my mind on that, I'm telling you, friends, you rise above. You rise above the circumstance of life. But one of those areas that we have to maintain is our relationship, our one-on-one walking with God, you know, through his word and through prayer and through worship because only through a, a, a walking, intimate relationship with him one-on-one will you ever, ever walk through this life victoriously like you were designed to. Um, we see many a time, even before Jesus chose one disciple, even before he, he, he ministered to one man or one woman, he was up in the mountains praying. He was away praying because he knew this is, this is Jesus Christ himself. I mean— He's he's the goat. He's the greatest of all time, and he's showing us what to do and how to live this life victoriously. And it was through relationship with the Father and and through his word and in the scriptures and meditating. And he had boldness to do what he did. He knew that he was going to go through all that, and he had boldness because he knew that his God was faithful. And I'm telling you what, your God is faithful. His God, that same God is your God, and he loves you. He cares about you. He sees, he sees destiny, and he has a plan for you individually. In Psalms 139 and verse 16, it says that all the days of my life were written in the book before one had ever passed, and you know me. See, God is, is not far, far away. He's very close. And I say to you even now, he's here. He's among you right now. If you don't know him, I would just ask you just to give him a chance, friend. I can remember, you know, 
almost a decade ago, being desperately, desperately lost in the world, didn't know where I was going or what I was doing, and and I had ruined my life. And I, I called out to Jesus because I heard all about him for so long from my family, from other people, but I'd never given him a try. But when I hit my bottom, I said, all right, Jesus, if you're really there, let's let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see. And I read my Bible. And I'm telling you, man, he came into my life like I'd never known. I heard about Jesus all my life, but I'd never known him. You know, don't make the, the, the mistake of thinking that you know about Jesus, that you know him and you have a living relationship with him. Because when you do and you let him minister to you and talk to you and you just listen to God, he'll talk to you. He'll talk to you. He'll, he'll we'll sure enough talk to you. Now, it may not be audibly, but he will talk to you in your heart. And he'll tell you, if you'd get in my word and you'd give me a chance, I'll change your life. I'll put things in order. I'll restore things that you thought, you know, were lost all your life. He can fix it, friend, because he's faithful. And his heart for you is nothing but good and kindness and truth. It's not this fear and desperation and what are we going to do. No, it's, hey, relax. I'm faithful to my word. I'll, 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 I got your back. I'll always always be here for you. I'll never leave you. That's the kind of God you serve. And if you don't know him, get to know him. Somebody, everybody knows somebody that's a Christian. And and if you don't know, you know, you're, you're a little shy about talking to God by yourself because you don't want to say the wrong thing or whatever the case may be. I, I implore you, man, go seek that person. Go find that person out and say, hey, I want to know Jesus. I want to give this a shot because I heard that he can change my life. And he can. And then you, then you have the, the honor and the pleasure and the joy of getting in that word and looking at what God says and then standing on that word and seeing the promises of God come to pass in your life. Amen, man. I tell you what, that is good news. Well, guys, we're up against the break here again. Uh, we'll see you back in a couple minutes. Remember, Rick Green, this tomorrow from 11 to 5 at Medulla Baptist Church. Come on and see us. We'll be right back, guys. Fourth and final segment of Ask the Preacher here on Talk Radio 96.7. Ask the Preacher brought to you by Believer's Fellowship. John Freed's out this week. Sitting in is Jonathan Alagato. Hey, yeah, there, guys. Good to be back with you. Praise God. Like Eric said, fourth segment here. Just wrapping up, I just want to remind you guys that this whole fear thing, you don't have to be overtaken by fear. I'm going to say that again. You do not have to be overtaken by fear. You can rise above the fear and you can relax and trust. Even when I know, I know that life sometimes looks scary, sounds scary. But if you would rise above it and insist on, on obeying God's word and taking it down to the wire, and you will, you will see God move mightily on your behalf. Um, 2 Chronicles 16.9 says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro across the earth in search of a man whose heart would be faithful toward him and he will move strong on his behalf. I mean, that's just, that is so encouraging to me. The Lord is looking for people to show off for. And it's, and it's, this is the beautiful thing. Nobody's special. Everybody, everybody can come. Jesus said, whoever shall come, whosoever Drinks of this water that I'll give will never thirst again. 
telling you, friends, stop trying to drink out of a, of a dry cup and then trying to fill it up by yourself. Jesus said, I am eternal life. I am, you know, the bread of life. Um, I'm sitting here at a break and I'm reading in Ephesians chapter 2, and I just want to give you a little bit of my biography. Um, this is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. And I want to, I want to pick out a couple notes here um, in verses 2 and 3. It talks about being sons of, we were sons of disobedience. And we, that goes back to what we were talking about with Adam in the garden. Um, he represented us all. This is a real, trip, real quick rabbit trail for you guys. Um, Adam represented the whole race. He represented mankind, the whole human race he represented. So when he messed up in the garden, that was accredited to us. That made us, the nature of him, his seed, have the same nature that he had. This, Paul talks about this in Romans chapter um, 5. Verses 12 through 21, it talks about because one man's disobedience, death reigned unto all. But praise God, here's the good news. Jesus Christ came to restore what Adam had, had, had left off with. So now we have a new nature. Now we're not like that anymore. When we have God, we're, we have his nature. You know, the problem with the world is that men and women wake up every day and they try to live for themselves and in and, and their own power. And we, we weren't designed that way. So anyways, back to Ephesians chapter 2. I love these verses so much. They mean, I mean, this page in my Bible is like worn out. So he sa- Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, and you just listen, this is good. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Well, what do you mean dead? Well, spiritually we were, we were dead to God. We were on the boat drowning. We were born that way. You know, we didn't have a choice. We, we don't, the choices that we make don't make us a sinner. You know, we're sinners, so that makes us make the choices. The, you know, the orange tree isn't an orange tree because it has fruit on it. All the fruit does is tell what is the nature of that orange tree. Anyways, he says, In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, the sons of disobedience, among whom all we all once conducted ourselves. See, as he tells us right there, everybody was once a, a son of disobedience. Adam, we, we were sons of Adam. The flesh, the human race came from Adam. So in a way, we're his sons of sons of disobedience. We, have, we had the same nature, but praise God through Jesus Christ, we have been given the ability to come before God and have our nature, our heart, pulled out and put a new one in. He talks about that in Ezekiel chapter 36. And that's real powerful because I remember being a Christian and or before I was a Christian, I used to look at, you know, other Christians and say, man, that must be so boring. They can't do, you know, these certain things that that I find enjoyment in. But I what I didn't know is that, see, I had a I had a, a old heart. I had an old natured heart. I have a self-natured heart. And then when I got born again, I mean God is true to his word. He changed my heart. He changed my nature. The things that I used to, you know, want to do didn't feel right anymore and it didn't didn't quite fit. And I'm telling you, man, it's truth. It's truth. Praise God for the for the regeneration of the heart. Uh, Ephesians chapter two and verse three. Among whom we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh 
fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by our nature, there's that word, we, are, we were by our nature children of wrath, just as others. And in verse 4 right here, these two words, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which with he loved us. I'm tell you what, perfect love casts out all fear right here. Right here, verse 4, is where we should say, hey, you know what? I was this way. I was that way once before, but I'm not now. Praise God. Because God, who is rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved you, even when you were dead in your sins, he made you alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards you in Jesus Christ. Man, praise God. Praise God. There's a God in heaven that loves us and sees us. He's not far away, friend. He's, he's right here, right now. It says, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm telling you what, if, you would, if you're in life right now and you don't know that you need Jesus, I'm telling you, friend, Seek Him. Seek Him. Find Him. You will find Him. He'll give you the answers to the questions that you have. And He'll give you joy and peace and stability in your life. If you'd look under His Word and apply it into your life, just start one day, one day, day by day, and just apply God's Word to your life. You'll see the fruitfulness of it. Well, for John Freed, I'm Jonathan Alligato. And once again, guys, Medulla Baptist Church tomorrow from 11 to 5. Rick Green at Medulla Baptist Church. Come on out and join us. It's going to be a great time. I love you guys. God bless you.